I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening. Welcome in. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kiley alongside my guy, Therese Paler, the NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. You guys can get involved. The text line is 69306. Hit us up on Twitter as well. I'm at BK Sports Talk. Therese is at Therese Paler. Therese, how you doing, man? We are officially into the divisional round of the playoffs. That's right, man. I'm pumped. I tell you, I love football in January. I love everything about it. And as much fun as I think Chiefs, Texas is going to be, you absolutely know Ravens, Titans is right up my alley. Couldn't be more fired up. Going to be the two most run-heavy teams in football going up against each other. Going to be watching that closely. But also, Watson and Mahomes, the best thing is that you know these teams are bringing their best plays to the table. And you know who these teams are. They know who they are um, because the stakes are high. So if you love the game of football, this is the time of year where that is solidified for you. It does not get better than this. We'll get to Mahomes versus Watson. We'll do that coming up here in just about 10 minutes. Plus, you had a great column that you our, our listeners can find on Yahoo Sports on Kirk Cousins. We'll get to that coming up at about 630 or so. I wanted to talk to you about as I was watching this game, it's like, man, this is a Therese Paler game. This, this, this is a game. Therese is watching this at home, and I know he's just like, oh, give me more uh, Derrick Henry. Go, yeah. Give me more Derrick Henry. A 6'3", 250-pound running back just mowing over the opposition time after time <laughs> after time. It, first of all, it was the latest example of why I want no part of that team. <laughs> and second of all, I know you had to be at home just loving what you were watching with the Titans when they took down the Patriots once and for all. My friend, you know me too well. And like, But it wasn't just Henry and the fact that he's 6'3", 250. It was like, you know, I like to watch the lines of, line of scrimmage when I mm-hmm. watch on television or in person. Like, you can tell who's dominating the game by which colors are surging, right? And I'm going to tell you something. Like, the Patriots' offensive and defensive line got their tails kicked. It was bad. It, it was bad. Like, those blue helmets were engulfing the gray helmets, and it was surging them back. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's saying a lot, man. Um, New England's offensive line's a little young, and they, they're going to get better. But Tennessee is built for January. And there aren't many 6'3", 250-pound running backs. It, the pure physicality of Tennessee. I mean, look, Ryan Tannehill's stat line was atrocious. I, he made one throw where it was like, wow, to a former chief. And Anthony Ferkser, I'm like, wow. But this game was one old school, baby. And it always turns to that in January. I, I really, really appreciated the physicality they played with on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, I think we know the Patriots have some work to do this offseason, but – Ryan Tannehill, those guys, the schemes they use offensive and defensively, give them a lot of credit. I think the way they play gives them a chance to go into Baltimore, and it'll be a quick game. Like, they're going to run the ball, both teams. Like, it gives them a chance to go into Baltimore and have a chance. So we're going to get into all of that as we go along here today. But I think for the big picture in the AFC, and because we're here in Kansas City, and because Patrick Mahomes is 
potentially the next big thing in the AFC. The big story for me coming out of that game was obviously Tom Brady and the potential end of the dynasty out in New England. I want you to listen to what Tom Brady had to say after the game, Therese, because I found this to be pretty interesting. You know, just very grateful for the experience of playing this year for this team, this organization, and, um, and over the course of my career too. So I appreciate it. I hope I have always uh, tried to do the right thing out there. Who knows what the future holds, so we'll leave it at that. So he says that, and then Robert Kraft to Peter King said, quote, my hope and prayer is he plays for the Patriots or he retires. He has the freedom to decide what he wants to do and what's in his own personal best interest. But I hope and pray that we fit into his plans. That's the owner of the New England Patriots saying that to a national publication. He knows that's getting out there. Absolutely. He knows exactly what he said that for. Mm -hmm. The owner wants him back. Mm -hmm. Brady's saying, I don't know what my future holds. Belichick's not answering any of these questions. It seems pretty clear to me, Therese, Brady wants to play football. It's just a question of where, where? next year. And the Patriots want him back. Okay. And it's a question of whether he wants to come back. And I, I think that's a correct assessment. And I think basically if – if you're the Patriots, if you want Tom Brady to come back, how about you give him something to work with? I'm not telling you this is Tom Brady from three years ago or even four years ago, but the version of Tom Brady that we see right now is still good enough to win, and in my opinion, still good enough to win a Super Bowl, but you still have to put things around this version of Tom Brady. Um, I, I will tell you this. If you really want Tom Brady back, Robert Kraft, go get you a real receiver outside of Julian Edelman. Well, Muhammad Sanu will be better next year. They have him under contract. And t I imagine Brady will have more confidence in him next year. But they signed Antonio Brown for a reason. They need one more guy there. They just do. They have to put more around. They could use a tight end, too. Yep. They need a tight end. I think the retirement um, of Gronk and the timing of it did hurt them. Right? It hurt um, their ability to pursue free agents at that position. But if you're New England, you have a lot of assets and resources and draft capital. You had to do something. You got to get this guy a tight end that he really, really likes and trusts and can throw to. So, to me, I, I think bringing Brady back is obviously the best thing that New England could hope for. Um, but if you're really serious about it, show Tom Brady that you are serious and get him some resources. Get him some people he can throw the football to. Um, I also think that, you know, from a team-building perspective, they should be thinking about, okay, do we really think Jared Stidham can do it? He was a third-round pick. You know, I think we're at an interesting point in the NFL right now where a lot of teams can talk themselves into who they have at quarterback more than we have in a long time, which means I think that they're going to have the ability to get a quarterback high if they really want in the first round, I mean. I, I think they can get a quarterback in this draft if they really, really want one. Maybe not top five, but could they execute the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes plan and get to ten? To get Justin Herbert if they really liked him? Maybe. Do you understand? So yeah. I think I think I think these are all things the Patriots need to be thinking about, but I'm not willing to shovel dirt on them because Bill Belichick seems as I know he's approaches 70, but he is he's still really, really good and he's still it's all still there. So this is a team that I do think teams are gonna have to worry about in the future. I'm not willing to shovel dirt on them. I don't know if they can make themselves into a Super Bowl contender next year, though. I think they're more than a part away. And if it wasn't sure. for the Patriots on the front of their jersey, I think we would all be saying that. But th there's respect that has to be given for the fact that they have that on the front of their jersey, the fact that they have Bill Belichick as their head coach. 
Brady, I think right now is playing like a top 15 quarterback, not a top five quarterback anymore, which is fine. But like you said, you need to surround him with guys. Their offensive line is not as good as it once was. Their receivers, they've got to get a threat out there. Their tight ends, they've got to the get somebody game there. The wasn't as strong either. And so you add all that up and the defensive side of the ball, who knows what's going to happen with some of yeah. those guys. They've got a lot of guys that are going to be up in free agency. So it, I think they can be good next year. I think they can be potentially really good next year. I don't know, even if Brady See, comes back, if they can be a Super Bowl contender next I, season. I think they can be. So okay. we can fundamentally disagree on that. And that's okay. Um, I assure you that I'm not somebody that's like wooed by the Patriots on the front of their – I'm wooed by the coach. Like that matters to me. The quarterback, even though he's 43, that matters to me. I just watched this team play, um, and I, I, I think offensively he's missing weapons. And it's so funny how quickly things can devolve offensively when that quarterback receiver trust or quarterback tight end trust just isn't there. Like then, like you can look really bad. Like it, and they did look really bad, yeah. right? It, it, it can happen quickly. Um, I, I will, I will, then I stand by this. If Antonio Brown doesn't have the meltdown, like if, if that situation doesn't become radioactive, they're playing this week and they probably have home field advantage. I think a player of that stature makes that big of a difference because you got to understand the way teams are attacking Tom Brady and the Patriots, man. Like, it is easy to double Julian Edelman. He is the only one that Tom really trusts. You can take out James White by putting a safety who can cover a cornerback on him. Now what? You're making Tom Brady win in the pass game by throwing to Nikhil Harry, who didn't make side adjustments in college. Right? That's a big part of the Patriots' offense. That's why he hasn't looked great, though I do think he's going to be good. Philip Dorsett hasn't gotten on the same page with Tom Brady in three years. They get they connect on some deep balls sometimes, but they're still not, you know. And then Muhammad Sanu, him and Brady never developed a chemistry. So you're making him throw to three guys he doesn't really trust. It can be that quick. It can be that quick that an offense starts to look bad. You add in the offensive line not being as good, the run game not being as potent. One more thing I'll tell you. They missed a Landon Roberts in that game. A Landon Roberts, the fullback, is somebody that helped them establish a tone running the football. They missed him in the second half. So there's a lot of different things that happen to the Patriots. I, I think this is a team that, you know, just beyond the respect of what they've done, you respect who's in charge. Belichick is the best to ever do it. If they make the right moves, they'll be somebody that you've got to account for. And for what it's worth, kind of to tack along on that point, as much as the Patriots got dominated for large portions of this game, before the pick six, they were down 14 to 13. You know, like it's a play here, a play there. And the the, the place where I kind of knew this was going to go that direction was there was two specific times. It was the second and six drop by Julian Edelman. Right. Because that's so uncharacteristic. You never see that from them. Ever. Right. That's a spot where he's wide open. You expect that to go for 12 yards, first down, and oh, no, now the and Patriots you know are coming back. I felt you could sense it during the game a little bit, too. Like, like the fans were like, what? Because that doesn't happen there. And then the other one was obviously the goal line stand. <laughs> like, that. that's a spot where last year we saw that with the Chiefs. Like, they just punch it in and you they know. get the six points and they go off and they kick. Like, those two things were so uncharacteristic for what we've seen from the Patriots in recent years. They showed us kind of some of the glaring weaknesses that we've seen. You know, I'm not going to do WEEI Patriot radio. Like, I, but, but I will tell you, we know that with this version of Brady, with them running the 99 Michigan offense, the fullback is important. They didn't have James Devlin, right? James Devlin's a really good fullback. Landon Roberts actually ended up being a really good replacement. He was hurt. So, like, these different things lead in to what you saw. But I will also tell you this. 
that Miami game was a really big problem, right? I think we talked about that mm-hmm. last week. That's the type of game they never lose. So for a regular you to, season game right. that, in your words, pretends playoff failure. Exactly. It happened last week right. for them. So for you to say you don't think – you think they're more than a piece away – I think that's just a fundamental disagreement we can have, and I can be good with it because I know why you said it. Because, like, Patriot teams from the past never lose that Dolphins game, ever. The Patriots losing opens up a power vacuum. It It opens up an opportunity for a heck of a lot of other teams in the AFC. The Chiefs are one of those teams. We spent a lot of time on the Patriots. I think they are the biggest storyline in all of sports right now. The next 30 minutes or so are going to be spent on your Kansas City Chiefs. What happens now? The beginning of a new era in the AFC. Are the Chiefs going to be the team that is able to grasp it? We do it next. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kiley. Therese Paler is alongside me. 69306 is the text line. So the Patriots losing means that there's the beginning of a new era in the AFC. The AFC has been represented by Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger in 15 of the last 16 Super Bowls. Next weekend will be the first divisional round without any of those three in the last 17 years, which is kind of incredible to think about. Therese, I'm curious, as we sit here today with Lamar, Deshaun, and Mahomes, kind of the three young quarterbacks that could potentially be the next in line. What are you anticipating from those guys now that there is no Brady or Manning or Ben that's going to stand in their way? Yeah, I mean, at least for this year, it'll be the most complete team that plays the best on these days. And I I know that's not reinventing the wheel, but what I'll say is that I, I hold all three in a fairly similar regard. Like, I think Mahomes is obviously incredible, an incredible talent. But I think fans in those other cities have come to realize like what they've got is pretty special too. So I, I, I do think, and I wrote this earlier this year, you know, between those three, this, this is the new guard in the AFC. Um, and, and it's going to be really fun kind of watching these guys duke it out over the next decade. I mean, think a little bit like the NBA in the eighties, you kind of had magic versus Larry, but eventually in the Eastern conference, you had the Pistons come out of the East you had the Bulls come out of the East, right? While Magic Johnson continued to dominate the West for basically about a decade. You know, you, you continued to have a little bit of turnover there in the East, and that's kind of how I look at it right now in the AFC. Mahomes, Watson, uh, Lamar, they're going to be dueling it out. And the, I asked Andy Reid about this today. Don't underestimate how cool this is. Like, this is a really, really cool thing. Because it's not just that they're good quarterbacks. It's the way they do it. Mm-hmm. It's the way that they play the game. There's going to be kids growing up who look at these guys and say, man, these guys look just like me, and they're the best to do it. And they play with such um, style. They have style. Like, they have a certain je ne sais quoi about the way they play. They have flair. And it's good for the game of football especially with some of the challenges we had with the league and the future of it, it's impossible to watch any of those three play if you're a kid and say, man, I want to be like one of those guys. You know what I mean? I, yeah. think, I, think, I think it's really good for the game because these are the types of players that get kids to play, that get parents to buy their jerseys. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but I, I mean it, though. 
just, if you care about the game of football, you should be invested in the success of those three. And as we look towards this weekend with Chiefs and Texans, Watson, the, the way that I know he's special is because there's really so little else that I worry about with Texans. <laughs> like, My man. I don't think My this man. team's very good. I, I don't think I they're very well coached. Their defense is not very good. This is not the Texans defense on. that Chief, yep. Chiefs fans have known in the past. Like yep. They've got J.J. Watt, and he made a play last week. But in general, like it, their corners aren't very good. They've got Will Fuller. They've got DeAndre Hopkins. Those guys are good, but the offensive line isn't great. Their running game isn't very There's... good. If not for Deshaun Watson doing Deshaun Watson things, and I bet against them last week, and I was oh, wrong because I did because Ooh. I thought the t- I thought the Bills were the better football team. Oh, you team. must have, wait. Let's take a minute to appreciate that. Hold I, on. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> it wait, did wait, feel wait, wait. Good. I made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> so like, I'm trying to understand. You're the first person I've talked to that's so like. Hold on. When yeah. you were watching that game, yeah. were you alone? Like, how did you, like, process so I was, this game? I, I was in Columbia with my girlfriend, and uh, we, we were at a bar together. Yeah. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> and I was feeling so good, man. They were up 16 nothing. I'm sitting there like, oh, damn, this feels great. Like, I text my buddy. We both got <laughs> on it together. Like, you were like, my bills! We, we, yes. we, we were on the right side of this one. And then suddenly, oh my Josh God. Allen lost his mind. Like, I don't know what happened, but Josh okay, Allen was okay. so good a for a half. So what was it like, like, watching? What did you say when he tossed it oh, behind him? I, we the, can't <laughs> say them. We, we can't say the words that were uttered as Josh was, Allen is throwing the football to his third-string tight end, and his third-string tight end's like, whoa, whoa, what, what just happened? And he uh, throws it out of bound, and they lose 15 yards on top of it. By the fourth quarter, what was your confidence level that they could convert, like, third down? Oh, like, zero. <laughs> Zero. It was zero for that. And it was when when Deshaun Watson had a third and six oh, and he had to pull it out of his rear end, there was a 100% chance they were going to have seven people that were going to sack him and he was going to get out of every one of them. So I say all of that, say this, Trez, like Deshaun Watson can do those things. And, and that's why if I'm a Chiefs fan, I go into this with like cautious optimism. I think they're the significantly not, better football team. I'm, I'm not quite done. Like I want to, I want to excavate this a little bit. So, what was it like watching Watson do the Barry Sanders spin where two guys bounce off uh, at the same and then oh, complete we the pass? Okay. What, no, what was that like? Trez, it was... It, it. <laughs> <laughs> guys, the look of pain on his face is amazing. Everything inside of me. When I saw them sack him, I saw it. You saw it too, right? Like, they sacked him. They had two guys. <laughs> That's they, they, a sack. two defensive linemen. Yes. This is one of the best defenses in all of football. And the Texans have done nothing. Okay. And they sacked him. And then he escapes. He was Houdini. He, like, reappeared on the sideline. And I was like, hold on. Okay, that's, it's that's fine. It. It's third and six. He's, he's not going to find anybody. He'll be fine. It, they they have great does. corners. It, and, of course, he finds somebody. He not only finds somebody, but then he runs for another 40 yards. And it's like, it's impossible. What happened was impossible. It so, can't so happen. The, the level of terror in betting against Deshaun Watson in the future on a scale of 1 to 10 with 10 being Michael Jordan treatment is what? Oh, I'll probably do it. I'll probably do it this You weekend. will bet against him. Oh. With Mahomes. Oh, okay. Like, the thing about this weekend okay. is so, I've got that guy too. Okay. And so there's a different feeling of I've got Josh Allen. If oh, it's, no. Hold on. Versus so, I've got Patrick Mahomes. On. Oh, this is so great. if it's not Mahomes, if it's not – I think this I'm is out. legitimately interesting. If it's not Mahomes, you're out, period. What if it's Lamar? I, I don't think I would. Okay. I don't think I would. You don't think you would bet against Watson? Okay, like I think okay, I'm out okay. on betting against Watson unless I've okay. got Mahomes on the other and side. And that's it. That's the list. Yeah. See, I, so here's my point: Kansas City, take 
appreciate what you have. Yeah. Because what you have at quarterback, like what just happened to BK was like an all-time top five worst gambling moment ever. Yeah. And like here he is right now, and you're you're a smart guy. Despite just literally going through that 48 hours ago, he's saying he'll do it again this weekend because of Mahomes. And guess what? It's not crazy. Mahomes is special, and I personally think this was a really long windup for me to tell you guys <laughs> that I believe that this is an over-my-dead-body game for Mahomes. No way. No way he lets this team lose this week, lose this game after losing the AFC Championship game a year ago. The only way the Chiefs lose this game is if Chiefs curse things happen and something we don't want to talk about happens. You guys know what it is. We don't want to put it out there, but it would take something like that for the Chiefs not to win this game, in my opinion. It would. And the other thing, like we mentioned Mahomes, I think the biggest advantage that the Chiefs have in this game is their coach. Oh. I think Andy <laughs> Reid, that was a perfect reaction. <laughs> Compared to Bill O'Brien, like it is, it is such a wide gap between those two. I don't think there's any other game this weekend that has a bigger gap in terms of the coaching disadvantage. It's not, it's not, here's the thing. It isn't just Andy Reid versus Bill O'Brien. It's Andy Reid plus the bye versus Bill O'Brien. Like, guys, like I saw the, the playoff game in Houston. I was there. I know Bill O'Brien had Brian Hoyer, but Andy destroyed him in that game. It, it was savage. It was. It was a savage coaching job. They had nothing. Andy Reid. And that was with Alex Smith. Right. They, he, Romeo, could, he, he savaged those guys. So, I, again, I'm telling you, I'm kind of confident about this game. It would take Chiefs curse things to happen. And the, the other thing that we all know could ha- that, that we don't want to mention for the Chiefs to lose this game. If Patrick Mahomes is out there for 60 minutes, they're winning this football game. We're talking about, all right, now you go into Baltimore and you're praying Marcus Peters doesn't get a pick in a moment. You don't want him to get one in. Last thing that I wanted to get to on this, Therese. Two weeks ago, we were on this show, and I asked you, does it look likely at this point that the Chiefs are going to be the three seed? And, of course, we both said yes because yeah. the Patriots were about to play yeah, the Dolphins. Common sense, right. And then – it looked like they were going to be the three seed hosting the Titans. Mm-hmm. Well, the way everything worked out, we know how that worked. They were the two <laughs> seed. The Patriots it. ended up losing in the first round. Yeah. You don't have to go up against Belichick. The Texans are coming to Kansas City. Given all Could possible be scenarios, do you think this was the oh. best possible outcome? Oh, my God, yes. Like it, Listen, you didn't just avoid like the Patriot ghosts, right? And like, no matter what you think of them, like, you, you are at least a touch concerned when Belichick comes in here, all right? You avoided the 250-pound running back that averages 180 yards against you. Like, let somebody else deal with this guy. Like, the Patriots couldn't handle it. Uh, (laughs) The Ravens play with a lot of attitude on defense. I think Henry cracks 100 yards, but they're they're really going to – listen, the Ravens are going to – they're going to come out there. They'll be wearing their black uniforms. They're going to be like, listen, you're not going to run the ball like that. This is 2000, Eddie George versus Ray Lewis. They're going to make Ryan Tannehill beat them. Now, if Ryan Tannehill can pull some throws out of his tail, you know, they can win. Uh, but I think the Ravens should be favored. I, I, I will say this. I think that's going to be a great game to watch. It's going to be super, super physical in a way we probably haven't seen in the playoffs in a while. And you guys know I'm a big fan of that. I, I will say this. If you're the Chiefs and you win this game this week, which I think you will, whether you go to Baltimore or whether te- the Titans come here, they will have come off the most physical game of the season for them. 
I think the Chiefs are getting to the Super Bowl. Like I said it last week. I, I'm just saying I think this thing sets up really well for them to get to the big game. And it, you can go back and check. I haven't really been that strong about this before in the past. Like I've said, I think it, but like this is as strong as I've said it. I, I think things have set up really well for them to make it to Miami. He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. If you've got a question for Therese, get it in on the text line, 69306. You can always hit us up on Twitter as well. I'm at BK Sports Talk. Therese is at Therese Paler. There's one specific matchup in this game that I want to ask Therese Paler about. We will do that next. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. Halfway home here. If you guys got a text to get in, the text line is 69306. He's Therese Paler. I am Brandon Kylie. So I teased before the break. I wanted to talk to Therese about one matchup in particular that's going to take place in this game. And it is with the guy that didn't play last week for the Texans. Will Fuller changes everything for that offense. He is one of the best deep threats in all of football, but he's hardly ever available. <laughs> he is yeah. basically Sammy Watkins with more speed with and more with the juice. same injuries. Right, there you go. So yep. he's expected to play this weekend against the Chiefs. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition, but he's expected to play. The Chiefs are going to be without Juan Thornhill, and he's been the dude that kind of has erased the center field. How big of a worry is that for you going into this game? Because I'm not worried about a bunch of things. That's but one of them that I am worried about. Because, like, if, if Fuller didn't play, then you just bracket Sammy Watkins and make these other guys beat you. Fuller's a problem when he's fully healthy because of his downfield juice and ball tracking. Like, your, your safeties have to tilt his way or at least know where he is. And you got to understand something. You got to understand what the Texans want to do offensively. Bill O'Brien loves shot plays. He loves deep downfield route combos that cross. Can't get enough of them. Loves them. To make defenses respect them, you need the deep threat. Kenny, Kenny Stills is a fast enough guy. He's good. But he's really maximized when you have the premium deep threat, which is what Will Fuller is. He can really take the top off a of defense, and he's somebody that when he's out there, he's at full strength. You really do have to tilt coverage his way. And you just alert. You better know where he's at. You better be ready for the deep over. You better be ready for the goal ball, all that. <clears throat> I think if you're the Chiefs, you got to know or you got to find out, is this, is this premium Will Fuller? Because if he can really run and get behind you, it changes the way you play defense. But if he's a little, if he's a tick slower, it's something that he becomes a little less of a worry. Regardless, I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, I never do. I take pride in being honest with you guys. It ain't great that you're losing Thornhill, right? That that really stinks. Thornhill is one of the best young post safeties in football, okay? Um, so what do you mean by that? Post safety audience? is the one high safety. Thank you. He's the one high safety, the player in the middle. Think Earl Thomas, the guy who patrols the middle of the field, the eraser that can get sideline to sideline. Thornhill's going to be really, really good one day, and I think he'll make some Pro Bowl teams – maybe even an all-pro, okay? Um, obviously, that's something you really like to have out there against a premium deep threat. So um, I think one thing that works in the Chiefs' favor is that it looks like Will's going to be a little hampered, and if he loses like a tick, like a touch of that deep speed, you might be able to get away with not being as aware of his deep stuff as normal. 
But if this is all a ruse and he can really run, you're going to have to take care of that first. And then Hopkins is probably going to eat short to intermediate, and you're just going to have to live with it. If you remember the first game, Will Fuller had, in that game, if you look at the stat sheet, it doesn't look impressive. Five for 45, ended up with nine targets. That's right. Those four other targets, Mm -hmm. though, Tell him. Now, he, he's going to drop some. He'll drop some. <laughs> That's going to happen. He'll, and in that will. game, he dropped all of the deep shots. <laughs> right. But they were but, there. Yep. And he had opportunities. That game could have been a lot worse than it was. That's and there's right. been a ton that's changed. Like, in that game, Tyreek Hill played 50% of the snaps. Second half, Patrick Mahomes was hurt. That's it right. was the ankle situation. Right. Half of their defense was out in that one. Like, there's a Fish ton that's changed for the right. Chiefs since that game. But one thing that hasn't changed is Will Fuller as a deep threat. And Will Fuller, and one thing that has also changed in a negative way Juan Thornhill was out there in right. that game. He's not going to be out there in this one. So that's the number one concern for me. The number be. one concern is Deshaun Watson does Deshaun Watson things. That's right. And Will Fuller connects on that's two right. or three of those deep shots. Yep. They've scored 14 points as a result. And the game's closer than it should be because of those plays. It's enough to worry about, bro. That's all I'm worried about and, in this and, game, though. And, and it's enough um, because the two things you mentioned means that Hopkins is going to be a factor. And we saw Hopkins eat against Tredavious White a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry, BK. I did. <laughs> You're like, how's this guy? Are you serious? A go ball on Tredavious White? How? Right? Like, that? he did beat Tredavious White on a go uh-huh. ball last week. It's just pretty incredible since he's a 4-6 guy. Right? So, and White is one of the best young corners of football. Look, my Thanks, point Chris, is. I appreciate it. Right. Salt wound. Uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It was you, 48 hours ago. You must, not have, you must not have. Uh, okay. The point is. You know, Hopkins, this is going to add him into the mix, too. And then you got a motivated Carlos Hyde. Not worried about that, dude. <laughs> have you seen him? He, he looked he looked like preseason Carlos Hyde again. I, I'm not. I'm not. Carlos Hyde against the Bills, 16 carries, 48 yards. Looks listen, old, slow, listen, and a little overweight. You can, like, listen, he's, listen, he's back to being himself. Listen, I'm not worried about listen, him. Listen, Carlos Hyde has an incredible ability from watching him all season to all of a sudden look 10 pounds lighter in a week and look like a different back. So you're getting light Carlos Hyde. I, I don't know we'll how see. he does it. There's no, barbecue in KC still. <laughs> they're, they're getting it on Saturday. That game's well, special. To send that it that to nooner the, is going to be there for send, him. Listen, send it to the Texans hotel then. You better. Um, serious, I, I'm actually serious, though. Like He has some knack for he looks completely different some weeks than others. The presence of Will Fuller opens up all this stuff as a concern. So I, I'm really happy that we're talking about this because I want Chiefs fans to understand the threat that this guy who's not a Pro Bowl player, who's not a uh, all-pro player, still causes because of the way you have to account for it and because of the way it opens up the rest of the offense. The one thing that I'm going to be looking for when the Chiefs have the football in this game, Therese, is the red zone. We saw yep. in, a, in a number of games this weekend – we saw that the oh, Therese let me know. Hey, by the way, in case you didn't look to your right, they're showing all the highlights of Deshaun Watson avoiding a sack and throwing That's 40 right. yards. Th- thanks, Therese. I appreciate I you, that. Baby. So this season, the, the Achilles heel for the – yeah, he's just the worst, the absolute worst. The Achilles you know you heel for me. the offense was the red zone. And last week, we saw it with the Patriots. They struggled in the red zone. It came back to cost them. We saw it with the Saints. They struggle in the red zone. It comes back to cost them. I don't think the Chiefs are going to struggle in the red zone against this Texans defense. But what are you going to be watching for there? Andy's really good at scheming that stuff up. Like, we know the Chiefs' offensive line is not one that's just going to bully you off the ball. So, you know, they, they, they have to do it in the red zone with the passing game, with finesse, with Mahomes' brilliance. Um, 
you know, again, BK, two weeks to prepare. They'll be fine. Um, that whatever tells, whatever weaknesses the Texans have defensively, Andy be ready to exploit them in the red zone. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard you this confident about the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I haven't been. I haven't been. Um, and I'm, I'm willing to be wrong, and I'm ready to be wrong. And normally when I'm, like, really, really confident about something, the other thing happens. But that typically only applies. We can't have that. No, but right. that typically, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. That typically only applies to, like, Detroit sports. So, like, oh, the Lions are going to get Chase Young. Nope. <laughs> Tie game. Nope. <laughs> no, but, no, I, I, I just I just watch a lot of football, man. I've watched the Texans all year. I just There's just so much going in the Chiefs' favor right now. And, like, I'm going to tell you this, too, man. You believe in these sort of things, whatever. The possibility of a Lamar Mahomes AFC championship game is massive for the NFL. That is a good thing for the NFL. What are you saying there? I'm I'm just listen. I'm saying I'm I'm saying I'm saying they might not review it. I'm saying I'm saying they make choices sometimes. I'm saying refs make choices. Um, I. Listen. Do you know how do you know how thrilled I would be if one of those calls went in favor of the Chiefs? Like well, instead of the forward progress. Well, I hope you enjoy it because they're never the gonna happen to my Lions. So <laughs> I, I hope you enjoy it. Cause listen, if the if the Lions had a quarterback like Mahomes, they might get a call like that here and there. But um the Chiefs have him. And I'll also say this, you know, Watson and Lamar would actually be good for the league too. But not yeah, as good as Mahomes. Not as Lamar. good as but it'd be they could probably they I mean I would vault you know, I, I actually I will say this. Watson getting to the AFC Championship game will vault him to a certain level. Like, he, I feel like with a win, he becomes like a – he's already a star. But, like, with a win, when I want to get my home, that kind of vaults him to like a – you know what I'm saying? That's almost even footing. Like, yeah. So, so right now, I think this is interesting. We'll, we'll take a break here in just a minute, and we'll get into around the NFL and text from the listeners coming up. 69306 is the text line. I think right now, because of what – Mahomes did last year with the MVP year and then getting to the AFC championship game and the doorstep of getting to the Super Bowl. And then this year, what Lamar has done with getting so his MVP, were, right, they're kind saying. of up on they're, almost right. an even footing at right. the top. Yes. And Watson is, is despite the fact he's that like, he's been amazing since the day like, that he stepped on the field. A tick below him. He's like the next tier. And <laughs> so if you were to take down Mahomes head to head, Despite all of the deficiencies that we're talking about here, he, he it does kind of vault him up there. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, see like that. You would agree with that too. Like I think that's really interesting. Um, now I don't think that's enough to help him. Like I, I'm just look an over my dead body game from Mahomes is coming. Like he's not. I, I I have a hard. I know how competitive he is. He's had two weeks to prepare. I just I can't see a scenario where they don't put up thirty and they're gonna win this game. Like, I just, he's too competitive to let them lose in the divisional round a year after getting to the AFC Championship game. Um, that's how much respect I have for his competitiveness. Of course, there's the NFL, any given Sunday. We'll see. I'm willing to be wrong. You guys should hope I'm right, obviously. Um, but, but I think it'll be a fascinating sort of deal. And no matter what, we're going to have great columns to write, a lot of really interesting things to talk about because Mahomes, Watson, I guarantee this ain't the last time we're seeing this in January. This is just the first of many. Mahomes, Watson, Lamar, those are going to be the three for years to come. He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. Text from you guys coming up in the next segment, 69306. If you have any questions for Therese, we will get to those. Plus, we go around the NFL. When was the last time we've seen a running back dominate in the playoffs the way that Derrick Henry is right now? I want to ask Therese that next. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. 
Therese Paler. Tuesdays at 3.30 with The Drive, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. He's Therese Paler. The text line is 69306. We will get some of your texts coming up here in just a little bit. But before we do that, Therese, let's go around the NFL. I asked you this before the break. I am curious. When was the last time that you have seen a running back dominate the playoffs the way that we saw Derrick Henry do last week? and especially if he's able to continue doing so this week. I think a good, you know what it reminds me of? Like if they win this week, it'll be like Terrell Davis in 97. Remember when he just 100 plus yards every game, mm-hmm. one of the best postseason performances in history by a running back. If Derrick Henry continues at this pace, it'll be right up there with that. Um, I'm sure there, there's been something approaching that since then, but that's what comes to mind. So, it's one of the fundamental things that we, I don't think, disagree on. Just in terms of, like, the, the style of play, mm-hmm. you're much more smash mouth. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm much more open it up. Let's see what's going on. As far on. as what you enjoy watching. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe what I'm watching with Derek. I, I, I cannot believe it. I, I don't know the last time that I've seen a running back this style right. in this era that plays this way, that is able to dominate the way that he does. Now, let me blow your mind. Would you pay him? (laughs) Normally, my answer is an obvious no on these guys. Like, he doesn't catch passes. He's not much of a threat in that. Like, I think they are so fortunate, Therese, that this offseason there's a quirk in the CBA, and I don't know how many of our listeners know about this, but basically you're allowed to franchise tag one player and transition tag another. So you control the rights of two of them. Normally you can only do one. You have to pick the player. You can either franchise or transition him. This year you can do both because it's the end of the CBA. They've got to do that with Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Like you can't let both of those do either of those guys hit the market with what's going on right now. And uh, and that also brings its own issues because you tag guys, they skip camp. You don't get the same kind of – um, reps in an offseason. That's kind of important. Here's the problem. I knew that Henry question would blow your mind because he just turned 26. Yeah. So I, I'm good paying 26-year-old Derrick Henry. I'm good playing 27-year-old Derrick Henry. You want to be paying 28-year-old Derrick Henry with the workload that he's had going back to his days as a star running back in Florida? He has carried the ball a lot. I, did you a, see those stats I, that came out the other day? Yeah, like 400 carries as a senior. That's what in high I'm school. saying. 400. Now, he can handle it because he's a big guy, but I also think Henry's the kind of guy where he, if he loses a tick of juice, a tick, where he's not as dynamic going outside, he's Trent Richardson. He's a different guy. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, he's, I mean, listen, you got to go a long way to be that kind of bust. <laughs> but I think of like a good, a, a good, but like it, the point stands. Whatever you're about to pay him, he might as well be Trent Richardson for what you're about to pay him. Right. Jamal Lewis maybe yeah. would be a better comparison. Like old Jamal yeah. Lewis. And that was ugly, right? So, but young Jamal Lewis yeah, is amazing. You, t- you love it. So, I, think, I think if you're Tennessee, you might be better off seeing if you could just pay him something where he gets most of his money through the first two years. And then that third year is kind of a let's see how he looks at 27 and you make a choice. Kind of similar to the Le'Veon Bell deal. Yes, Le'Veon exactly. Bell signed that kind of, obviously Something he's like older, that. Yeah. so it's a little different. But Something like that. Similar to that. But, I, but as much as you love him, like you had to think about it though, didn't you? Yeah. And 
That being said, normally I would just say an outright no on these guys. Yeah, I know. A, a player of his style, I would typically just say no. Let him go to the market. Like, right. you can replace that dude. You can't replace what he brings. Well, no, th- there are no other running backs is, that do that. Here's the thing. You can't replace what he brings in that offense, right? It, it's not just... It's not just who he is; it's the style that he plays. And they play from it's, the eye. They're gonna put oh, it under center. That's like, right. I, it's it, why the I told, whole thing works off him. I told C. Dot the other day, I love Derrick Henry. I would pay him so that way you don't have to play him again. <laughs> but I just don't know what he looks like in this offense. I don't no, think it's the same because no. they're out of the shotgun the whole time. He's not a guy that's gonna be a threat out of the backfield. He's. It's not a style that I think works here. Players mean different things in different systems. Like Derrick Henry is a really good player. But you don't need him here. You know what you can do? Find a fast guy that's elusive and draft him in the third or fourth round and get him cheap for four years. You better do that because Patrick Mahomes is going to cost a boatload. Speaking of games this weekend, um, I don't have any skin in this game, but what do you think was going through <laughs> Josh Allen's mind as uh, he flipped <laughs> the ball to his teammate, Chris? <laughs> I don't know who might um, have just, some interest in that. Just, but. He was just trying to make a play, man. Like, I, you that, that's you one can't of, make that play. I know. That that, that's one of the reasons I love Josh Allen, though. He's trying to make plays. He's also young. And he Here's the thing. He's going to be the guy that when he gets, like, older, like, he'll be a better pocket. And, like, a lot of the, he's getting this stuff out of his system right now. I hope he does Like, that. you know. <laughs> I, 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 I so oh – one God. of the best things of this NFL season, Therese, is I got to watch Josh Allen and well, Jameis Winston – and they were both the best possible theater because everything is possible on every play. Everything. Especially with Jameis. I mean, <laughs> Jameis had the, the type of season like bad like quarter, like bad quarter, bad movie quarterbacks have. Like ridiculous interceptions. But it's so wild great to watch. That. That's great. I mean, but you wouldn't For, want to be a fan, fan of those. Like, no. no, no, you, no. Like, if these guys were your quarterback, you would be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Um, no, it, 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 it's fun to watch. As long as he's not your guy. For sure. Um, continuing as we go around the NFL here on the Trez Paylor Show on 610 Sports Radio, the underdog that you think the best has the best chance of winning this weekend is who? So San Francisco is a seven-point favorite against the Vikings. Baltimore right now is a nine-point favorite against Tennessee. The Chiefs are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Texans. And Green Bay is only a four-point home favorite over the Seahawks. Well, I trust Vegas. I mean, I listen, I... I know this much about gambling. I'm trusting Vegas. And they're right. Like, come on. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson heading into Green Bay versus LaFleur and Rodgers. You know, it, you can make a case that you'd rather have the Seattle pair. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that that would be the choice for the upset. They could easily go in there and win. I was about to ask you as my next question. Does Russell Wilson, is he enough for the Seahawks? Because... They don't have a very good offensive line. No. They have no running game to speak of right now. The defense is in shambles. Jadeveon Clowney looks great this week, but otherwise they don't have a whole lot going on over there. It's basically Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf right now on that offense. Guess what? Now more than ever in the NFL, if if they can establish a semblance of the run, Lockett on every route, and then DK Metcalf on deep routes, and then Russell's improbability, that's tough to stop. But they got to get some traction up front, whether it's Travis Homer, whether it's you know, Marshawn, like they, they have to establish something up front. I will tell you this, though. As much as I like Green Bay's defense and they're fun to watch and they celebrate and they sack the quarterback, you can run on them. For sure. You can run on Green Bay. So I actually think they're going to get some stuff going offensively. I think this is going to be a close, very good game. Well, last question that I've got for you, Therese, as we go around the NFL, what would you think about the Cowboys deciding to go with Mike McCarthy as their next head coach? I didn't yeah, like it. For yeah, see, 
this is why we do the show together because we agree on a lot of things, man. I, I'm not crazy about it. Um, you know, I here's the deal. He went 23 and 23 with Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Like, so come on. Like, Aaron Rodgers was tired of the office and thought it was outdated. So I know McCarthy's been on a, a media tour over the last year. For the most part, coaches kind of are who they are. I'm not that crazy about the fit with Dak Prescott. I'm not that crazy about, like, what they might try to turn him into. I would have really liked to see Greg Roman go to Dallas, you know, with his run game stuff. Like, look, Dak's not Lamar, but you you could throw more than they do. Like, I just – I would have liked to see that. But, you know, um, the league is better when Dallas is good. Hopefully they're good. I'm just skeptical. I wanted to see something that was inspired, and this is the opposite of that. They wanted to hire somebody that was the opposite of Jason Garrett. The problem is they hired somebody that was the opposite of Jason Garrett when they hired him 10 years ago, right. and they hired the same guy as Jason Garrett today. So it, And they're, they're still making choices. Based, <laughs> they, the ownership there, they they insert themselves into things a lot and, like, their wants and their whims and that type of deal. The reason they didn't go with, like, a young coach is because Jerry Jones is older and doesn't want to go through the learning process again. So, you know, they, they just they don't have time for it. But, I mean, I would rather have some of these young college coaches as opposed to – We've seen young coaches work. Like, Mike as much McCarthy, as they have right. to l- learn on the you know, job, a lot of them, can especially work. early on, it can as work. As long as they're detail-oriented and they're smart guys, good memories, and they hire, like, a defense – they hire a defensive coordinator who's a veteran, it can really work. And guess we'll what? See. There's a veteran defensive coordinator that just became available with Wade Phillips. Well, let me tell you something. Had you paired, you know, Lincoln Riley or whoever with Wade Phillips, that would be a lot of fun. It would have been awesome. Would have been awesome to watch. Alas, we are subjected to the opposite of that. He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon (laughs) Kiley. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. Let's get to a couple of your questions really quickly. 69306 is the text line. Therese, I'm listening from Cleveland, thinking about switching from a Browns fan to a Chiefs fan. Any room on the bandwagon for me? Oh, man. Listen, Chiefs fans are taking all types of – uh, they're taking applications for fans to come in. Um, I think America feels bad for Browns fans in general. I get it, my man. You know, I grew up in Detroit, man. So I know what it's like. Only 16 brothers right here. Um, I, I'm sure Kansas City fans are very welcoming. You come to Arrowhead, say you're a new Chiefs fan, get you some barbecue. They'll take care of you in the parking lot, tailgate. Absolutely, man. Well, come on. Welcome aboard. We'd yeah, love to have 100%. you. 100%. Uh, see, Therese, I'm willing to bet my house that Brady's convincing Gronk to come back for one last season. What do you think about that? Mm. You know what? It might have been – you never know, right? Gronk uh, Gronk loves the game of football. We know he was beat up. He wasn't quite the same last year, but they missed him this year. And a year away from football can do a lot for you. We saw Jason Witten come back. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I wouldn't predict it to happen, but it would surprise me. No, it wouldn't. He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kiley. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. If you missed any of it, first of all, we'll be back at the same time, same place next week. Also, you can find it online, 610sports.com or the radio.com app, but we always tweet it out as well. He's at Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kiley. We'll see you next week. This has been the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.